0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Magnetic Woman Show. I'm your host, Lauren Joyce, and today I want to talk about beauty as a devotion as a devotional practice. Oh my goodness, I couldn't even get it out. And you would think with the amount of coffee I've had today that it would just be, you know, gliding <laughs> out. But no, 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 no. Okay. Let's start this again. Today's episode is about beauty as a devotional practice. Now, I think the idea of beauty and even sexiness is so loaded for most women. We carry around this deep desire to be, feel, and to be seen as beautiful and sexy, and yet we're terrified of showing up that way often. We're afraid to be our full selves, to dress how we want to dress. The amount of women who have come to me and said, Lauren, I want to work with you because I want to feel confident and sexy and beautiful, and I just want to feel comfortable Wearing red lipstick whenever I want, or something to that effect. The number of women who have said something similar to that to me is so many, you would be shocked. And you might be sitting there thinking, like, okay, red lipstick, really? Like, this is where we're going? That's trivial and superficial. And I get it, right? But that red lipstick, that bright red lipstick, that leopard print, that lingerie, that thing that you are putting out there that's like, I can't do that. I can't own it. I can't wear it. I can't wear it in public because it'll be too much. People will think bad things about me. They'll make judgments about me. They'll... They'll think, who does she think she is, whatever that thing is, chances are it's related to you feeling or being beautiful or sexy. And I was actually already going to record this podcast episode, and then I had a client call today where we were talking all about this, and it just really reiterated for me the importance of this concept for women. So I remember back in my early 20s, before I started doing any of this work, I wanted to be seen as beautiful, but I did not think I was beautiful. I thought that my nose was too big. I was definitely too short, too fat, even though in no way have I ever been, quote unquote, fat. And like, that's not even a thing, you know, that I agree with. Um but I like I think actually a lot of my listeners and a lot of the women in my community developed a feminine figure early in life. We're talking like wearing a bra and like a sports bra in like 3rd or 4th grade people, right? And feeling so uncomfortable in this budding feminine body. And I even remember in high school, there was this one time where I I was desperately like seeking validation from anything and everyone else, but especially boys, right? And I was talking to this guy who I was like friends with at the time And we weren't, like, talking in, like, a romantic sense. We were having a conversation. And I remember he said something to the effect of, Lauren, you're cute, maybe a 5 or a 6, but this other girl, she's an 8 or a 10. And it was – so deflating and yet confirming for me of the story I had going on in my mind so I had this story going on right that I was not beautiful I was not hot I was cute and maybe one day if I was lucky enough I would find one guy in the entire world who would essentially like put up with me enough to want to marry me and like that would be okay. And otherwise I would just focus on being really intelligent, doing really well in school, being successful by like, um, you know, society's standards, achieving, getting good grades, going to a good college. And nobody would be able to take that away from me. And that is true. Like nobody can take your intelligence and the things that you have created and pursued in your life away from you for sure. Right. But I desperately wanted to feel and be seen as beautiful and sexy, but did not feel that way on the inside. And then I also created a judgment around it. So other women who were seen as beautiful or sexy, I judged them I was like, oh, they must not be that smart. Oh, I would never want to be that superficial. On and on and on it goes, right? And again, chances are you have something similar. Quite frankly, I would venture to say all, but I'm not in the practice of using absolute. So we'll go with a solid like 90% of women do not feel safe in their body. And you don't feel safe in your body because we grew up in a patriarchal culture and society that overly sexualizes women for marketing and consumer purposes. And then at the same time, overtly and covertly shames women for owning their beauty and their sexiness, right? And so that is just like the baseline. Then you add on whatever your life experience has been that has taught you that it's not safe to be in your body or it's not safe to have a female body. So that could be being the one in three women. And again, I think statistically it's probably more. Women, one in three, that has experienced some kind of sexual assault, violence, um, sexual, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, pain, right, or... Maybe you're like me and you developed a feminine female body really early on and it was really uncomfortable and it felt unsafe moving through the world at a young age, 12, 13 with larger breasts or a bigger butt or like actually a pretty sexy figure and and feeling unsafe from other people's looks, right? or something else, or a combination of all of them. So one of the biggest barriers for us to truly owning our beauty is how unsafe we feel in our bodies, right? So we have to heal that connection to our bodies and create a sense of safety in it. And going beyond that, what I came to see and learn was that beauty can not only be something that I like own, owning my unique beauty, but I can see beauty as a devotional practice, right? So this is where we begin to merge the embodied feminine and the divine feminine. So if you think of a devotional practice, you're thinking of something religious or spiritual, right? When we honor Embrace, love, celebrate our unique and natural beauty. And we do it with the intention of like, I was given this body, this face, this coloring, this shape, this figure, this experience in my life. And I refuse. To spend another moment hating myself, judging myself, criticizing myself, shaming myself, thinking that I am not beautiful enough until I am, do, or heal something else, until I achieve some warped level of perfection that is not even attainable, then I'll consider myself beautiful. Like, I refuse to spend another moment playing that game. And I want to see my unique and natural beauty as a way to interface and connect to the divine. Then anything and everything we do that to take care of ourselves becomes a devotional practice to the divine feminine, to the goddess, to the divine in general. Right. And the safer we feel in our bodies, the more we want to feel fully expressed in how we dress or the makeup that we wear or, you know, how we move through the world. And then the more we do that and feel safe doing that, the more we want to continue to feel this sense of devotion towards our beauty, right? And so they play off of each other in such a beautiful and profound way. So how do you make beauty a devotional practice? Well, one, if starting to focus on your own beauty, like your physical beauty feels too much or out of reach, you can start with your life, the things in your world, looking at seeing how you can increase a sense of beauty across all areas of your life, right? Then on top of that, what you want to do is begin to look at how can I start to honor my own unique beauty, right? So taking the pressure off to be some Kardashian fucking lookalike over here, but how can you start to see yourself as beautiful? How can you start to give yourself permission to wear the lipstick, the leopard print, the clothes that you think are quote too much or that you'll be judged for and feel safe while doing that. I gave my client today this really incredible mantra and I want to share it with you. So again, often we're afraid that if we really own our beauty, if we show up in the world unapologetically, we'll be judged specifically by other women and they'll think that we're bad people right? They'll think, oh, who does she think she is? And ultimately we're afraid that by being our full expression, it will cost us connection and thusly a sense of safety, which quite frankly is a primal fear, right? Like going back to the times however long ago, right? We're living in these small little tribes. If you were kicked out of the tribe and sent alone into the woods, like you were dead. So Our primal brain is wired to want to maintain a sense of connection as a way to know that we're safe, right? But we don't live in those times anymore. We're not going to be eaten by a lion if Sally Joe down the street thinks that us wearing red lipstick is not appropriate and doesn't want to be our friend. But this is the reframe that I gave my client, and I wanted to share with you because I think it's so profound. What if... The more unapologetic I am, the more safety and connection I create in my life. I'm going to say it again. Write it down, bookmark it, play around with this concept. The more unapologetic I am, the more safety and connection I create. So if you knew that was true, what would you do? How beautiful would you allow yourself to feel? How sexy would you allow yourself to feel? And again, chances are you're going to have to do some deeper inner work around a sense of safety in feeling and being and embodying a sense of beauty and sexiness. But if you were living from the truth that the more unapologetic I am, the more safety and connection I create, then what would you give yourself permission to do? Right? Right? when we reframe beauty and sexiness from something that's superficial or out of reach, or even this push pull of like, I want it, but I'm terrified of it. And when we reframe it to a devotional practice, a way to connect to the divine feminine, a way to connect to the divine, a way to connect to our power, whatever phrasing or framing you want to use, Then we end up giving ourselves so much more permission to fill our lives with beauty and sexiness, to fill our lives with pleasure. Pleasure also gets to be a devotional practice, right? So look, life is way too short to go around for another minute, hating your body, thinking you're unattractive and judging and shaming yourself. So let's change this, right? Now, if you want to do some deeper work in this area specifically, I'm so excited because I've opened up a few spots for my embodied intensives. Now, these intensives are so incredible because we meet in person and we do some really deep intentional work. And I've been giving these intensives a lot of thought because they're one of my favorite ways to work with women. And I realized that in order to do the truly deep and profound work that these containers are capable of. We actually need two days. So the embodied intensives are now two days long. The first day is a lot of deep inner work, healing, mindset, all that good stuff. Then day two is about integration and expansion. So because I do these intensives all over the world, I'm going to curate day two for you specifically and for the place that we're in so i've opened up spots in new york and miami in june and july and the end of august through september in europe so some of the potential options are paris marseille rome Almafi coast and greece right and each one of these has a different theme so if you're interested, you can read more in the link below or go to themagneticwoman.com backslash embodied or shoot me a message on social media and I can tell you more about it and we can see if it's a good fit for you. But again, at the end of the day, life is way too fucking short to spend another minute thinking that you how you are is not beautiful, not sexy, and or that if you embrace your beauty or your sexiness, that you'll be judged or people will think who does she think she is right because at the end of the day like what the fuck does it matter what sally joe down the street thinks of you wearing red lipstick like you being your full expression is why you're here and this is what i have learned by being judged by trust me my fair share of women nine out of ten of them come back and ask you to teach them how to be more like you because they're not judging you. You've triggered a part of them that they have repressed or disowned or cut themselves off from. And it is so much easier to make you wrong for how you're living than it is to come face to face with the fact that they are not being the full expression of themselves. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to give it five stars, leave a review, and most importantly, share it on social media so more women get to hear this. Tag me um, on the posts. And yeah, if there's any other topics that you want to hear, I'm going to be doing a lot more podcast episodes coming up in the future. So let me know. All right, my loves. Thanks so much for joining me, and I'll see you next time.